Me too. I believe we're live. Hashtag me too. New, new, unique New York. Hashtag me too. Women too. You too. Hashtag believe all women. I'm waiting for the red light on mm. Rock Fantasy. Mm. I'm just working out my voice. Mm-hmm. That, that, there's the red light on Rockfin, and we are live now. Nice. Meet the Press tries to trick Trump. Bobert breaks it off. And Sean Penn was where when the Ukraine war started? This is Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast, Nighttime News Blast Live tonight. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me is Ian Covell again. Ian, thank you for being here this evening. Are you as excited about the new Senate dress code as I am. Oh, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I didn't really know about it, but now I'm super excited to learn about it because I, I want to see if I can't have, uh, you didn't, Senate dress you haven't codes. heard about the dress code. No, so no. they changed the dress code in the Senate, and it's believed that the change was made because John Fetterman likes to wear gym shorts and t shirts. Oh my goodness. And so now he can go. To, you know, do his Senate duties while we're, I mean, he could pop a boner at any time and we don't know when it's like, I'm excited about that. His dong could fall out of his pants. I'm excited. We could see Diane Feinstein finally get to wear that lingerie. We've all been wanting to see her in. Oh my goodness. No more suits. You don't have to, I've been fighting for the unsuited for years because what if you're homeless and you get elected to the Senate? You ain't got a suit. And, and what, you're banned from the Senate? No more. I'm glad the That's hard true. work is paid off. Probably takes at least, depending on what pay period, when you get in there in the pay period, it might take two weeks to a month to get your first paycheck. Right. And, and you're going to spend it all in that suit when you need right. food and alcohol? Right. I mean, you always hear from them how expensive it is to live in D.C. I mean, right. on I, I love I love how like, they, get, they get over 100000 a year. Right. Right. Yet they all become multimillionaires. Yeah, they get, they get over a hundred thousand a year, and I'm all, and and you know, then I you hear like, well, you know, they have to keep two residences to get a roommate, right? I I I bet there's just so much just debauchery that goes on. I bet it's uh, like college for these. It's it's disgusting. a mix of old and young. It's young. all eyes wide shut every night, dude. And we saw see they made the big deal about Bobert, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But what they did not talk all that much about because they were supporting her. Is that Democrat? I think I told you about this, but that Democrat that is running for a seat in the Virginia House, who is literally a sec. I mean, she people pay her on Chatterbait. They tip her to watch her husband do do the backside with her. Okay, like she's very vulgar about that, and people are like, "Yeah, we're the Democrats are supporting this candidate," but you know, Berber, Bobert gets her titty grabbed in the theater, and people are all up in arms. <sighs> So the homeless, by the way, I saw this story and I went through it a little bit. There wasn't as much to it or details I was hoping, but it was about how a pop-up bar uh, for the homeless had appeared in Denver. So there's these you know, tent camps or where all, all these homeless people live or unhoused people. And somebody came by and they opened up a pop-up bar for all of the homeless i have to say it's it's not bad marketing okay because that's what a lot of them if if you talk to some homeless people they will admit it they'll say i'm asking for it for alcohol well, and it's like a lemonade stand 
on steroids. On Brad, if, if you got rid of your rent or mortgage payment, how much more expendable income would you have? Dude, I'd be able to drink all of this. I'd be able to drink uh, on the streets too. All the time. Let's see if I can show this to you. I, I, I would love to see the origin of this idea. When, when there's probably a couple of guys that were probably smoking something, hanging out saying, oh my gosh, you know, the, you know what we can do? Yeah. We should open up a pop-up bar for homeless people because they'll buy it. Denver Police Investigation. There it is. So there's the bar. There's like the tent city, some couches. Right. And may, I would have some, uh, maybe some Percocet too you can sell. You see, that's some little gym. This is high-end liquor, right? This isn't cheap stuff. Malibu. It said there have been uh, couches and tents rented out uh, for prostitution. So yes, yes. When, I- <laughs> here, here's, what, here's what I love about this. Every, every liberal and progressive needs to take note at what the natural human inclination is to do. It's to be a capitalist. That's the natural human inclination. When everything hits, when the shit hits the fan, everything goes to rock bottom, we're going to have pop-up bars and rent our couches out for prostitution. For prostitution. And when the, the driverless cars are all here, everybody's going to be humping all the time in their driver or, the or, or wanking, one of the two. On I, the I just move. Have to, humping yeah, on the move. Absolutely. I would. I want to see this on somebody's resume. What was your last job? Oh well, I I ran a bunch of pop up bars and brothels for the homeless across uh, Denver and San Francisco. Hmm. Made millions of dollars because you know this person's making bank. He's bleeding these homeless people dry, and you know it's better than a lemonade it. stand. I love it. Yeah. All right. So I didn't know this. Did you know that Sean Penn was in Ukraine on the day the war with Russia started? Did he start it? I, he, I don't know. That's a is, good it, question. is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that what's coming next? I, he, he wasn't just in Ukraine. He was with Vladimir Zelensky on the day of the invasion. Isn't that a bit strange? Okay. Okay. That you you haven't heard about this, strange. have you? No, I have not heard about yeah, it. I, I saw him doing an interview today and he was talking about it. And I was like, wait, he was with Zelensky and what would become Zelensky's bunker? On the day the invasion started, apparently he had arrived in Ukraine the day before because he was filming a documentary about Zelensky's odd rise to power because he's an actor. Zelensky's an actor, right? And he was scheduled to meet Zelensky for the first time in person on the day of the invasion. And Penn said that he was he got to Ukraine the day before he was in bed and he heard all the sirens and the missiles flying above. He's very dramatic in the way that he talks about it. And he said that uh, um, he thought that maybe the meeting would be canceled because, I mean, it's the first time he's going to be face-to-face with Zelensky. But you know what? He found out that Zelensky was a man of his word. Mm. And even though war broke out, he didn't break his appointment with Sean Penn. Like, this is a fir- You're the leader of a country— you're apparently invaded. War has broken out in your country. And what's the first thing you do? Prioritize you sure, the PR campaign. Right. You make sure you shake hands with yeah. Sean Penn, with uh, what's, what's his name in um, the movie? Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Spicoli. Spico- yeah, you got to meet Spicoli. Mr. Before- <laughs> you got to smoke one with Spicoli before you worry about your people. And the documentary is, it's on, he's, promoting the documentary right now so if you want a nice dose of propaganda i think it's on paramount streaming is somebody streaming it's called superpower and it chronicles Penn's seven trips to ukraine before and after 
Russian forces invaded the sovereign nation in what is now a nearly 600-day conflict. Uh, this claimed thousands of lives. Now, I've seen Sean talk about this a couple of times, and every time, every time he does, he always says the day the war started, or at least the day that it became public. So, so he talks as though he has inside information about what was going on behind closed doors. It's, it's such a shame, because honestly, if you look at some of this guy's work, he's actually a really solid actor. This is what's frustrating about Sean Penn. Yeah, he, he is. He's acting right now. I know. I mean, I can separate it, but like, it's really frustrating. Like, I don't understand when you see the entertainment industry so intertwined with the war machine, you start going, okay, well, I wonder what you two have in common. Yeah, he's the progressive and he's promoting war. And the World Economic Forum did this panel discussion at Davos, I think it was last year, Mm -hmm. that was about enhancing the role of movie stars and celebrities uh, when it comes to foreign policy, making them more than just the entertainment or the the mouthpieces of their mm-hmm. messages and mm-hmm. bringing them into the room on creating policy and stuff like that. So I, I think that Sean Penn and some of these others are probably in the room. And uh, yeah. Oh, did you ever see that crazy? I mean, these they didn't get to create the policy, but did you ever see that crazy story about, uh, I think it was Kim Jong-un's father or grandfather when he kidnapped those two South Korean actors and made them do movies in North Korea because he was trying to create a, a North Korean Hollywood? Oh, I vaguely remember it's that. fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. But that's, is, there a, is there like a movie about that? Or is mm-hmm. that I there is a movie. I'm really? sure there's like an hour and a half long YouTube documentary that's just as good. So, so they were kidnapped and forced to live their dream is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and, and it was kind of like they didn't understand, like, well, why would you be unhappy? We've, we've given you everything. This is what you want. This right. is what you want, right? Yeah. You were doing commercials in South Korea. Yeah. You're look, the star. Look, you're a star here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if the people of North Korea look over here and say, those Americans are so propagandized, they don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, I'm, I don't remember if you and I were talking about this, but you know that there's like a deal with uh, the Pentagon and Hollywood that if they you, that they do any kind of military movie, um, they get complete and free access to equipment that would be, uh, yeah. you know, Right, but they get a minder, and the minder gets final say on script. Oh, right, yeah. They they have a lot, the lot like the Lear organization. They have a lot mm-hmm. of these people. Edward mm-hmm. Bernays used to talk, used to talk about getting yeah. somebody on on sets of movies and whispering into the ears of and the if, producers and the directors. And if they can do that and keep making Top Gun twos, then I'm I'm fine. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Top Gun two is de- definitely Let's got some. Honest, it's the only fun. movie that didn't suck. It really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only non lesbian or gender binary led movie of the past year and a half. Yeah. That's what that was missing. Yeah. It would have been perfect had uh, Tom Cruise been uh, transitioning during that trying time in his life. So did you see the interview that Trump did over the weekend with meet the press? I saw some clips from it. Sure. These interviews that are the combative ones. So he he did one Mm. with Megyn Kelly where Megyn Kelly actually yeah. Yes. Tits McGee says, are we calling her Lauren Bubert now? 
We, we should. Absolutely. Yes, we that are. is only Of course fair. we are. Yes. Correct. Yes. Definitely Lauren Bubert. I don't know how you could see her as, I mean, nobody's going to be going, Lauren, Lauren Bobert. God, she's so brilliant. I love her for her mind ever. Not that they were before, but, and I think she's okay with that. But this Trump interview, like when he, it's, it's like watching a boxing match when he does interviews with like Jake Tapper or with Meet the Press or with these networks that are just trying to get him to say something that they can feed to the other networks and to the prosecutors and turn into evidence against them. Mm. And that's what this was. This was like an hour and almost an hour and 20 minute interview. And neither one of them were listening to each other. And he was just putting out his argument and defending himself for the, the upcoming uh, trials and, and for, uh, you know, his uh, positions for his candidacy. And the interview interviewer was just relentlessly trying to bait him into saying something. And I want to show you an example of that. I know you saw the, the headlines that we, we talked about it the other mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. where this was all across the news on screen right here is the New York Times headline that says Trump says he hopes Meadows will remain, quote, loyal and has the, the loyal. And, oh, yeah. You know, he will remain loyal to him in election case. And then the sub headline says the former president who has been warned against saying anything that could influence witnesses in his election interference case made the statements during an interview on Meet the Press. So that that was the general I mean, exact same reporting across all of the mainstream right there. And you perfectly uh, um, described what they they're portraying him as mm-hmm. right there. T- tell tell me that again. Oh, yeah. They make it sound like he's this mafia boss who basically right. said, you know, Mark Meadows has a really nice family. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. It's a cute <laughs> dog. Hope it doesn't it, oh, die. I hope yeah. it doesn't die. And then right <laughs> underneath it, the, the sub-headline um, basically says like, and what's he doing? He was warned against this. Yeah, he's violating <laughs> the judge's gag order. Yeah. Better throw him. So now here's the clip of when he said that in the interview. This which- is my favorite. This is my favorite thing with Trump is like seeing what actually happened versus comparing it to the headline. I love it. It's just completely. It never gets old. Way, do you think your former chief of staff Mark Meadows is still loyal to you? He just pleaded not guilty in the. Well, I hope he's loyal to me. I mean, do you worry about him flipping? Do you worry? I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, let's talk about Georgia. Yeah, let's talk about Georgia because she got what she wanted. She's taking off. She's checking off that box. Yeah, absolutely, she she's got to turn that into the to the upstairs office at the end. She's got to scan that in and send it upstairs Dude, to make sure. The entire interview, you could tell she would she would try all these different angles, and and Trump wouldn't go for it. And then she'd get him, and then she'd go, "Okay, let's move on." As soon as she got him on something that could be used, but they don't say in any of these articles that it was the interviewer. Who said, are you being, are, is he going to be loyal? Like, it was her that used that. He was just mirroring her language. It's yeah. nothing like they conveyed it. It's, yeah. it's a bunch of trash. And It's designed to be broken up into clips. It, exactly. It's, it's designed those, that way. It's soundbite moments they're trying to create. Mm-hmm. They're not actually trying to do a real interview. They yeah, both it, were there to create soundbite moments. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's like it's whatever the interview version of a listicle is. That's all it is. It's like 99 gotcha moments with Donald Trump. Totally. And yeah. this one, I don't know who this woman is, but she was very good at 
doing different approaches to try and get him to to say uh, what she wanted him to say. So she's one of the better ones I've oh, seen. She's, she's a tough. She's a tough salesperson. That's, and that's why it was a good boxing match to yeah. watch them. Now, now this next clip here, she, uh, all right. So Trump talks about, and this is something that I, I hoped would happen. Trump mm -hmm. foreshadows what his defense in these prosecutions are going to be, okay. which it, it, I got excited when I saw this because if, if this is if, if this is true, then this is going to be a true circus when these cases start here. In 2024. Oh, I'm excited. It's crazy. If you take a look at the evidence, we have so much evidence. If you take a look at the evidence, even you I could convince. You were going to hold that press conference, but you never did with the evidence. No, because I'm using it in my court case instead. Okay. All right. So short and sweet. He's going to be pre presenting the 2024 election fraud case as his defense, which I thought was I thought might be the case all along, because the whole premise of these prosecutions is that 2020 was the most perfect, secure election in American history. That's actually the official position that it was the most secure in American history of the CISA and Intel agency of the Department of Defense. So challenge them to prove that. And I had asked Garland Favrito, do you think that because you back up? They, they always say 60 of the cases have been dismissed. That's why it was so secure. They haven't been dismissed on the merits. These cases, these election challenges have been dismissed on process and standing charges. So the merits have not actually been analyzed because the hmm. judge don't want to deal with it because they'll end up in jail just like everybody else. And so Trump is going to be presenting all of the things that have not yet actually been uh, uh, scrutinized as his defense. And it's going to make it such an entertaining circus. I can't wait. When he takes the stand, it's going to be. I hope he takes the stand. Oh, I hope so. You know, he's going to, he'll, if they, he'll run to, to the stand if he gets the opportunity. Entertainment value, maximize. I think he's going to take the stand. You ever see some I, of those Alex Jones moments when he was on the stand? Oh, that was great. Yeah. Brilliant. Alex Jones, that was, that was awesome. Brilliant. Wouldn't it be nice to be like, to, because that was a civil uh, case. He it, frustrated that attorney so much. Man. It, it's so, it, and, and the judge was biased against him. Mm. And, uh, you know, nobody wants to be sued and you can have your avenues to, to get out of it. it. It would be so nice to just have so much money where you can hire the right lawyer to be able to go up there and just, yeah. you know, give them the bird. You know, I, I did a lot of those uh, mock trials uh, at, with the, the National Criminal Defense College. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, I remember that. Uh, and uh, I, I learned a couple of really valuable things. When you're on the stand, right, when, in, when they corner you, just get emotional. All right. That's all you have to do. When they start cornering you, just get them. I was always playing these uh, corrupt cops. Um, <laughs> it was great. And then one time I was playing a corrupt FBI agent who totally lied, said this girl was selling nuclear secrets when there was no way I could have seen her sell it. And every time they'd corner me, I go, you know what? I hope you're happy. I hope it makes you real happy. Every time I take a terrorist off the street, you put two on there. <laughs> It was like Jack, uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Oh, dude, I loved it. It was great. Jack Nicholas. And they would stop. And these, these are practicing attorneys getting like post-education credits. Yeah, they would yeah. stop and they would just turn to the professor. Like, what, what do I do? That's so great. I, like, I did. So I, I, when I was in law school, we did some of that. We had people come in, and uh, I, I've I've actually done it not 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 in that situation, but I've been uh, a mock patient where I had to go mm -hmm. in to somebody who was uh, studying to be a doctor, mm -hmm. and they had to ask me all these questions. And oh, that's I, fun. I, 
I remember I went into this one and it was a really good looking chick. And the, the condition they assigned me with was just like some awful, disgusting thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, back to how in this next clip, she tries to trick him again here. Great. Yeah, you'll see what she does. This picture, by the way, I, I had to ask Mid Journey AI uh, to imagine Lauren Bobert uh, giving the Heimlich to her date, and this is one of the image, uh, images it created. Because you can't say, "Show me Lauren Bobert getting her titty grabbed." It'll be like we can't do that. So you got to say Heimlich maneuver. I love it. Yeah. What a weird Heimlich maneuver. I know it's a weird. Is <laughs> that probably ain't so work. when they do Twitter files. Or when they have 51 intelligence agents come out and lie that the laptop from hell was Russia disinformation. And now they find out it's not. But they knew that at the time. Uh, they cheated on the election I, in that way, too. I just want to be clear, though. Are you saying you needed those votes in order to win? Are you acknowledging you didn't win? I'm not, not acknowledging. No, I say I won the election. OK. You so... so she asked him that same question like five times during the interview. Are, are, you, are you saying that you, you're acknowledging you didn't win when you say that S to try and get him to say, oh, I know I didn't win because that is the whole premise of all of these indictments, you know? Mm -hmm. And that what he said at the beginning there was interesting because the focus has always been, in the media anyway, on the, the electors in Georgia that they call fake electors, which is not a, they weren't fake. There was a uh, precedent case that they were modeled after. And they, they talk about the voting machines. They don't ever really point to the 51 FBI agents that influenced the election. Prior to it are the FBI agents that were, and, and other intel agents that were inside of Twitter. Trump is also going to be presenting that argument, it sounds like. I think he's telling us what he's going to be saying in court, which I just think is – I know that the justice system is now a system of injustice, but a reasonable person would believe that if the intel agencies would run interference and say the Hunter Biden laptop had earmarks of Russian disinformation, which that's what they say, by the way. If you say the intel agencies said, 51 of them, that it was – it was the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. They will say, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They just said it was earmarks of Russian disinformation. Right. It's so it's so frustrating how semantically religious like they become these. And you're like, come on, as we though know it what you're communicating. Right. I mean, the, the the intent was clear. It was to run a campaign to get people not not to look at it and to discredit it. And so Trump hasn't really talked about that. And I think that's probably going to be presented at trial as well. Good. But she goes on here. Yeah, I'm excited. I think the trial is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be wild. <laughs> like OJ. You, you remember the OJ trial, right? Oh, yeah. I was in college. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I hope Trump, like we get, uh, I don't know who would drive Trump if Trump had a white cat, whatever it was, a Jeep. If he were trying to flee yeah. from the police like OJ did, we'd have to, who would be the driver for Trump? Barron? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Baron Trump. All right. Now, this is the best one here. She is really trying to bait him into being an abuser of power because leading up to this, she's continued to ask him, do you believe in democracy? And he said, yes, I, uh, yes, I still believe in democracy. She's trying to illustrate that he doesn't believe in democracy. And this is how this is also this image, another Bobert image, by the way. I love it. 
scared. Of I it. watched that election and I thought the election was over at 10 o'clock in the evening. You were listening to your instincts. Uh, my instincts are a big part of it. That's been the thing that's gotten me to where I am, my instincts. But I also listen to people. There are many lawyers. I could give you many books. Uh, I, there are books that are written on how the election was rigged. There are numerous books that were written on how the election was. Just rigged. to be clear, were you listening to your lawyer's advice or were you listening to your own instincts? I was listening to different people. And when I added it all up, the election was rigged. There are books were you calling that are written. shots, though? In fact, Molly Hemingway wrote a great book. Oh, were you called calling the shots ultimately? Excuse me. Molly Hemingway, mm -hmm. who's highly respected and great, she wrote a, a book, a, a best selling book called Rigged. Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. <laughs> President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged? Oh, sure. I, okay. I, she, it was my they're decision. They're screaming in her earpiece. Uh, in yeah. her earpiece, they are screaming. Are you calling the shots, right? That, yeah. my, so my setup, that was the wrong clip, my setup uh, for that. But that, that was, that's also a great one. The in, insistence on are you calling the shots, because that is another soundbite they're going for. And I'm going to show you right here where, how that soundbite was used on CNN. With Caitlin Collins of the source, I believe. Former President there. Donald Trump was asked over the weekend whether or not he was listening to lawyers or acting on his own accord when it came to challenging the election results, trying to overturn the election. This is what he said. You called some of your outside lawyers. You said they had crazy theories. Why were you listening to them? Were you listening to them because they were telling you what you wanted to hear? You know who I listened to myself? Were you calling the shots, though, Mr. President, ultimately? Uh, as to whether or not I believed it was rigged? Oh, sure. I, okay. I, it was my decision. So, yeah, they do a little bit of tricky edit. So those, those okay, moments they, that they edited together were like 30 minutes they give, apart. They give the interviewer more airtime. Right. Than the person being questioned. Uh, yep, exactly. That's preposterous. Because the, the, the accusation and the guilt of it is it's like comes and they, they're not really asking questions. They're just uh, accusing <laughs> people with question marks at the end of it. And so Chris Christie is obviously the person they have on screen here to yeah. comment on that. And I'm not going to play his response, but he says, yes, I, it's, it's, if I were his attorney, I'd throw myself out a window because he accuses himself of being the ringleader of this. And that's what that whole... Were you the one who was making the decisions? Line of questioning is uh, you were. So to them, this is Trump admitting that he was the ringleader of the insurrection conspiracy when he's just talking about how, yes, I I am the one who believes that the election was stolen, but they're going to make it me. I guarantee you this comes up in the trial, too. Oh it's, it's just crazy. The links they were absolutely go to. bananas. Chris Christie is just a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. <laughs> what shot does he think he has? He's a paid like assassin to come in and just tear down Trump. He, he started off polling at 0% and yeah. he was like 85% disliked as New Jersey yeah. governor because he killed an old woman, <laughs> essentially. The, yeah, I mean, there has to be some other motivating reason for him running. He knows he's not going to win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Who's giving him money? Who has donated? Who is like, who is answering any link from the Chris Christie campaign and donating $5? I think Ozempic maybe might try to back him. <laughs> but yeah, would you ever say someone say, who are you going to support in the election? I'm a Chris Christie guy. Yeah, I'm a Chris Christie guy. Where's <laughs> the Chris Christie bumper stickers? I'm going to get some and I'm going to put it on your truck. Yeah, yeah. What do you like? About, what do you like about him? He's he's just obnoxious. He's an asshole. Stands yeah. for nothing. He sh yeah. 
What a piece of shit. Have you seen the video of him getting in somebody's face at Wrigley Field? Oh, and just oh. Like, yeah. Tough guy. Tough guy. Like, just once. It's just like when Biden got in, in that uh, auto worker's face. Challenged him to do push-ups? No, 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 no. The younger guy, the guy that would have, this guy would have torn him to pieces. He gets in his face and starts putting, it's the guy, because the guy comes up to him and says, you know, here, you're going to take away my AR-15. And the guy goes, listen, pony face dog soldier, whatever he fucking says all the time, dog face pony soldier. Whatever, he starts pointing him in the chest. And he actually, the the clip you don't see where they cut it a lot in the extended version the Secret Service guys kind of step forward and he kind of goes like, hey, your boy's stepping up on me. I'll knock him out. Like, and right. I just want to see one of them get knocked out by a citizen so bad. Just I want to see them cross that line and get treated like any one of us at a bar who steps out. Of line. Right. It, That's it, what it, I want to see. It's easy to have a lot of courage when you know you have all those oh, Secret Service people. Bums. You're a real tough these guy. Bums. He's a bum. Put put him in the ring. Put him in the Coliseum. You have to earn their presidency. What a, yeah, what a bum. Fucking gladiator. Um, okay. All right, let's get to the next clip here. Oh, wait, what is this? Okay, this next one's the one I was talking about a minute ago. This is the one where she she basically tries to get him to say he's going to run for a third term if he wins. Good. Does that Go hurt a legal defense that he could try to use? All right, see, that's the question she asked. She, and he says, this, yes, obviously does. She's got this thing with her. Her, Did you feel her, the top of her doesn't mouth she look move? like a porcelain doll? Yeah, the that, top that of look, her mouth doesn't move, just the bottom. Weird. Yeah, look at that. No, I, I was wondering that the other day. Yeah, just the bottom, not the not the top at all. Okay, like, gosh, like, gosh. I, I think she is uh, a, a, like a sex bot that they turned into a news anchor. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like she was a little off. Like it was like kind of like, and they're like, ah, she, she could be a news anchor. Yeah, she talked way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we didn't pay for this. <laughs> uh, here. She's no Lauren Bubert. <laughs> did you feel as president you had enough power, though, if you were reelected? Would you try to find ways? For example, there's a report you're looking into firing potentially people within the federal government who aren't necessarily perceived to be. Did you have enough power? Like the, the way she asked that in such a soft way, as though there's not intent behind what she's doing uh, there. Right? She's a good salesman. She is good. She's totally. good. Loyal, would you need more power? Do you well, just so you understand, that's what the Democrats do. Okay. They do it in space. Would you do that? They do it at a level that you wouldn't believe. I mean, nobody's ever done. No, I wouldn't do that. I want great people, whether they're Republican or Democrat. I want great people, but I want people that love our country, not people that hate our country. Anything else you'd like to say? No, I think it's good. <laughs> I think we did. Is, I think is we did a lot. One, is there any scenario by which, because Ron DeSantis says if you were elected, he'd have two turns, and you'd only have one more turn? Is there any scenario by which you would seek a third term in office? No. <laughs> so, so one last question: w- Would you uh, destroy democracy and become a full-time dictator? What she's at. And, and Trump, Trump's response to that was basically, if, if DeSantis says he needs eight, you don't want somebody who says they need eight years to do something. I'll have all our problems solved in six months, is, is what he said. That's great. That's a good response. But I, did, I found that interview so, because she was so good at, at using. Uh, the, frustratingly, infuriatingly good. I don't yeah. know why he even did that interview. I, I think that he. 
is confident in himself in those situations. He did a great job in the He did give them material that they're going to use against him. Oh. But he also did a fantastic job maybe getting, uh, maybe he's trying to get the message out to their broader audience, even though I, I think people are pretty much brainwashed into, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, already seeing things the way that they see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what that woman did that the others don't do, like Caitlin Collins and, and Jake Tapper, they are like noticeably visibly upset and angry with his responses. She just had a smile on the whole time, Mr. President. Would no, you be she a dictator? did it the right way. Yeah, you would you would be a tyrant, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and she's so sm- she was very smooth. Very very yeah, nice very, job. Very yeah, I, I applaud her for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a good propaganda. She really is. Mouthpiece. So let's talk How about How much adrenochrome do you think she drinks a day? Oh god, dude, she's she's 117 years old. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know some people have like those water tanks, gallons of water. Like, uh-huh. Big thing. Some people they have adrenochrome bottles there. It's attached to somebody's child. They run like a line to somebody's child. They don't kill them mm-hmm. all the way. Right, right. But it isn't it crazy how every six months there's a new a new scientific study says that older rats are made younger by the blood of younger rats, and it's just like again we're gonna yeah, fuel this. I know. I know. And then you read how they do those experiments. I know. And they attach. Oh, yeah. They, they sew the rats to each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's like, it, a, it's a bunch of bored scientists just chopping up rats and sewing them together. What, what are you doing? Stitching a couple rats together. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm going to lunch, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, I'll finish up that rat. I got to get it in my wood. You know, Hillary Clinton's got three or four children sewn to the back of her neck right now. Mm. Disgusting. It is disgusting. I think we're going to see the end of it, the the end of the American experiment. I think it's coming up pretty soon, Brad. You might you might not be wrong about that. I yeah. I I don't think that anybody really who's ever lived, like the people who were living in Rome as it was collapsing and decadent. They were probably not going, well, everything's collapsing and decadent. Let's just let it fall. They were probably more like us, uh, you know, not maybe, maybe seeing it, but not really believing it until it actually happens. <sighs> I do think that the Great Reset part of it was to knock America back from its status as a world 100%, superpower. 100%. And, and pump up China and the Klaus Schwab's of the world. And evil people. They got to silence people who question their agenda to do that. People like maybe um, Russell Brand. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Russell Brand? Oh, I'm familiar with him. Before uh, he became a right-wing fascist. They call – they this Channel 4, I've watched some of the clips of their documentary. They refer to him as an alt-right political commentator, Russell Brand, alt-right. Did you did you see you, – you saw the, the – you know – the women who are oh, I got clips of the women. Yeah, yeah. Those are actresses. I know. That's yeah, I was gonna <laughs> that, that's the thing that I noticed that right away. And they say in this clip, I'll play it in a second, uh five women are accusing of so and so. Um some of some of them are actors, and this is not their I mean you, you have actors yeah. portraying victims yeah. in a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's insane. That is insane. And they talk during this documentary, which is done by Channel 4, and 
one of Channel 4's like affiliate channels. It's like <clears throat> Channel 4 something. I can't remember what it was called again. But it's a Channel 4 channel. And in it, they're going, we, we asked Channel 4 if they would speak on if they got any complaints about Russell Brandt when he was a, a host for them. And they said they weren't legally bound to tell us. I'm like, you are Channel 4. Like, you are literally Channel 4 yeah. acting like you're challenging Channel Ch- Channel 4 is a, a pretty impressive propaganda operation. They put out some pretty ridiculous videos. And my thoughts on Russell Brandt are, you know... The, <laughs> He was a pretty easy target for this because of what a stand-up comedy act used to be, which was right. all about him peacocking and, and, and sex all the time. <clears throat> but what you pointed out about the actor thing w- was suspicious to me. And the, 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 way, the timing of it, obviously, that's going to be a problem. But also, all of the accusers, except for one, aren't actually accusing him of a crime. One of the girls was, says she was 16 when it legal happened, and he England. was 30. Weird. We, we might think it's weird, but it's legal in England. It's, it's legal there, so it's not technically a, a crime. Right. And the other ones, were they all had consensual sex with him. They just did not like what he did after. And what I would say is this. If someone sexually harasses you or, or rapes you, mm-hmm. don't wait until a reporter comes knocking on your door asking you to be part of what is an obvious hit job documentary to tell your story. Because if you do have a legitimate claim and your claim is surrounded by a bunch of claims that are pretty easily, you know, shown to not be criminal activity or sometimes nothing at all, then your claim is, is going to get kind of uh, viewed in the same light by many people. If you want it to be taken seriously, don't put it in a, a political hit job, which that's why I question the evidence presented about one of the claims, which there is evidence, but it is presented in a narrow context. Let's play some of the clips and we'll see what you think about it. Let me get this out of here. Like, Russell Brand, you know, he, he was hooking up with a lot of chicks, I'm sure, and that's gonna. Well, they draw were celebrating out. when he when they when he was expressing <laughs> right. opinions they liked. It, he they were celebrating. They were all about him. it. Yeah. They were all about it. They're like Russell no, Brand banged uh, a 16 year old. They, they also they, there's a sexual assault uh, uh, accusation against Tim Ballard now, the guy from um, uh, Sound of Freedom. Oh, you know, I saw that. Yeah, That's it's, right. It's, it's, this is the new thing. It's, it's what it's they like, do, man. It goes they're, back they're, to the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You're e- yeah, you're either you're either going to be racist or a rapist. It's one of the two. That that back to the hashtag Me Too, which all all that did was silence people who were actually victims by treating them the exact same as the most ridiculous claims. Yeah, you know, it was a uh, the the judge where they had all the protests when they were mm-hmm. trying to uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. you have that woman yeah. who has this ridiculous story about Trump. What I think it was uh, Owen Benjamin might, I think this might be his joke, where it's about, you know, a hashtag me too is just pound me too. Is we say it again? Hashtag me too is pound me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Owen Benjamin's joke, if I recall it correctly. That's, that's funny. hilarious. All right. Here, here's. Having um, my my underwear pulling it to the side i'm telling him to get off me and he won't get off like holding me up against the wall says portrayed by an actor on screen nadia is what it says a second ago pushing himself in me these shots 
It's based on the testimony of five women who agreed to share their stories. Actors have been used in some cases and in others. Dark, this is the dark alley where he raped women. Here's another dark alley where he raped somebody. Right? I can't hear you. My mic was muted. There Sorry. I was asking you if you had ever auditioned for a movie role where it was, or not a movie role, but they were like, we want you to audition to play a victim, a real victim in a documentary that will actually have real victims also in it. No, no, no. The closest thing that ever came to it was, uh, I, I, I auditioned for an anti Nancy Pelosi uh, campaign where I was like a, a blue collar worker who couldn't stand her policies. And I was like, I'll do this one for free. Who was it for? Somebody running against her? And It was a pack, some pack that was yeah. like, we hate Nancy Pelosi.com. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those packs. All right. Here's the next one. There's another victim, alleged victim. Within weeks of starting the job, Brand was focusing his attention on a new young runner. It was only one of my first jobs. I was a runner. There was a, a real sense for me of being the baby and wanting to make an impression on everybody. I think I m- must have gone to see what he wanted for lunch. And he saw that it was me and he turned around towards me. I wasn't incredibly close to him, but I saw that he had his penis out of his shorts or trousers and it was in his hands. I wasn't going to tell anyone what he'd done because I didn't want to lose my job. They later began a consensual sexual relationship. Wait, what? That, that to me, I was like, oh, okay. So he, he, had his, he had his penis in both of his hands. Apparently he was holding his penis with both of his hands. And that was so terrifying to her that she decided to start sleeping with him consensually. That's and and the I love how the, it just jumps to that. That's the least. That's the last thing I expected to hear. I did not expect that to be the next sentence. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So she started dating him. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked. You know. Uh, what you take away from that story is, is I got to give it a shot. That's that you, what, d- that's that you, what you, you, you grab your shot, penis guys. with both hands, not just mm-hmm. one hand, both hands. Yeah. To a showrunner, and she, you notice how she described herself as a baby? I know. That's like, intentional language, because they're comparing him to Jimmy Savile, uh, in these, which, which is crazy. I mean, I was a baby. I walked in in diapers carrying a baby bottle. Jimmy Savile had a rape room that yeah. was discovered, was uh, having sex with dead corpses. Well, I guess there'd be no other kind of corpse, unless it's a zombie, with corpses, and with victims as young as nine years old. And so they're trying to associate this guy who these women can go to the police. There's no statute of limitations. They can still file uh, or they can still go tell the police about their claim and it can be investigated. Right. But as of now, he's presumed innocent of these claims. 
And yet he's Jimmy Savile. And yet so. he's been demonetized on YouTube. Yeah, uh, read, yeah, right, exactly. They took him off of YouTube just yeah, for, for violating for violating for violating what? Getting accused of something that hasn't been proved true. Right. Redondo Rocket says, "Rock out with your cock out." It's very uh, oh, yeah, man. fitting name for for uh, that comment as well. And Michael says, "Right wing fascist." Google is now defining fascism as right wing authoritarianism. It is not all fascism is authoritarianism and le- exactly yeah, exactly hundred percent. Right. Yep. Yep. Let's see. I think this is another. This is the victim here who apparently did go and tell somebody after the fact. And I just want to let you guys hear it so you can decide what you think. Nadia met Brand at a party and subsequently had consensual sex with him. On another occasion, she alleges he raped her. I was out late and he happened to call me and say, I've had a really bad day. Please come over. And I, at first, I said, no, I'm not going. It's late. And he's. By the way, this is the actor. It says portrayed by actor on, on the screen. So just for clarity there, mm-hmm. this is not the. Like, please come, just come and cuddle with me. So then I gave in, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> he pushed me up against the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I have a friend here, and I I want you to come into the bedroom. I'm like, no, that's not happening. We're not doing that. And I tried to get away from him. And at this point, he's grabbing at my my underwear, pulling it to the side. I'm telling him to get off me, and he won't get off. And he has that glazed look in his eye again. I was very distraught, trying to get out of the house with him being so much taller than me, like holding me up against the wall, pushing himself in me. I couldn't move. That same day, Nadia went to a local rape treatment centre to report what had happened. She underwent tests, was given antibiotics and emergency contraception. But she says she couldn't face going to the police. When I went in for one of my first therapy sessions, I literally couldn't say the word rape. I had to keep saying sexually assaulted, but... By the end of it, I was like, oh, my God, he raped me. Which I thought that was interesting that she went to a therapist and after going through therapy, she decided that she was raped. Mm -hmm. I would wonder what role the therapist had in creating that conclusion. In helping her redefine something? Uh, Right. Yeah. I don't don't know. I can't know. Uh, He was... uh, he talked about sex all the time. There was a number of women who came out and said they had they had encounters with him and they said no to him and he was perfect. He was a gentleman. He didn't give him any problems. That doesn't mean that he didn't have a, a moment when he was younger. But uh, this is obviously a hit job. Mm-hmm. Whether or not there's a legitimate claim in there, I, I don't know, but they still have the right to go to the police about it. And I wonder if they actually will. And if they do go to the police about it, I wonder if it'll be the actor that goes or if the real person will actually be the one yeah <laughs> you imagine yeah, it's a trial and they have the actor well, what if you? russell brand just sends an actor in his place like someone who's portraying russell brand. <laughs> that'd be a good role i mean it'd take a lot of heat but mm-hmm. yeah i mean you might end up role. going to prison but dude it, it's that's like not it sounds ridiculous but that that's a legitimate question if 
somebody is being convicted of something, trial by media, on the basis of words spoken by what is admittedly an actor. Oh, it's very dangerous what what they're doing. I mean, and it's I mean, the, the fact that they had those actors in there and the way they shot them with those weird close ups. And, yeah, you know, we can't really see them. And then all the the nighttime shots that looked like it was, you know, San Francisco and the sun was setting and serial yeah. killer was about to come out. Like everything looked like a serial killer was about to kill someone in the next scene. Yeah. Like like if Russell Brand saw who, who those people were, he'd have them killed immediately. It's preposterous, but it works on people, man. They don't see it. Uh, you know, I think I think you and I and, and anyone who pays attention to films becomes aware of these techniques. Right. right. But yeah, it's uh Pretty sad. And, and I think people who are on the progressive side of the aisle are ready to believe these things to be true. Mm-hmm. I know some people that we know who I, I've heard them talk about Russell Brand and how mm-hmm. he used to be a lefty, but now he's swung to the extreme right. And I, I imagine that when they hear something like this, that the uh, critical thinking part of their brain isn't triggered, that the confirmation bias part of their brain is, and say, yep, 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 I definitely, true, believe it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So how, many, how many conservatives or libertarians have become liberals and progressives recently? Like, you know, I, well-known I think, people? I don't Does that ever think, happen? No, I don't think any. It seems to be I'm, a one-way process, doesn't it? Right. You only become all, and the common are, denominator seems yeah. to be that you disagree with a mainstream narrative, uh-huh. which I, I would point out that a couple of people, Tucker Carlson, very much highlighted the issues with the Ukraine-Russia war, the uh-huh. Nazis and the military. Russell Brand also focused on that issue. I think that is the issue. They one of the main issues they don't want people. And big pharma. Yeah, big pharma also. You think big pharma cares? I mean, they don't have any power, do they? I think they do. I think there's enough people making money off of it. You think there's, <laughs> yeah, like the most powerful industry. CNN is all sponsored by Big Pharma. It's crazy, dude. I think they're very right. powerful. So let's talk about Boobert, right? That's what. That's really all I want to talk about these that's days. Really all I want Boobert. to talk about. How many times did you watch the groping video? Just, just once. Yeah. Just, okay. Just once okay. or a dozen times. I keep checking in with it every once in a while. Just to make sure. You just to make sure it's real. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure you didn't uh, read it wrong. Yeah. There, there was some developments in the uh, Lauren Bobert story since the last time we spoke, and it was that video where yeah. apparently th- there there was a video from it's not apparently you can watch it unless it's a deep fake, but she seems to ad- admit it where. The guy she's with is is uh, groping her boob dirt while she's vaping at one point, and then she she starts grabbing on his junk. I mean, it's a regular good time going on. It, it, it's a, this is a good date happening at the at the Beetlejuice right there, and she was just a little too obnoxious about it with her PDA, and that is part of the reason that they kicked kicked them out. And it didn't look like for someone of her status, didn't look like she had very good seats. No, well. Maybe she wanted the those seats so that they could fool around a little yeah. bit during yeah. the show. You know, it's like going yeah. to a movie and sitting in the back. Yeah. And the guy who that whose junk she was grabbing, who was grabbing her breast, is a he's the owner of a he's a Democrat and he's the owner of a bar that's like a gay bar that does drag shows. <laughs> and apparently, she broke it off with him. 
I saw this headline Big from surprise. TMZ that was like, no second date. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was the first date? <laughs> I thought they'd been seeing each other for six months. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think they were in, wrong about that claim. But here, here's okay. Bobert. She was confronted by TMZ talking about um, what happened. future date nights have been canceled. And uh, I learned to check party affiliations uh, before mm. you go on a date. Uh, but all in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time. And, you know, I've <laughs> taken responsibility for my actions. Um, I'd love to know how the, the musical ended. And I encourage people to go and see it. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great time back. I'd love to know how the date ended. The district seeing voters and... Uh, so how, how are the voters taking it? How are the voters taking it right now? Are they understanding at this moment? Yeah, there's a lot of folks who are certainly understanding. Um, and they understand that it was a part of my my personal life, my private time, something that I rarely indulge in. And uh, yeah. And when, when you say affiliation as far as knowing not to date the opposite side. Well, TMZ, I'm pretty sure you told the world I went on a date with a Democrat. <laughs> so, 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 so when, when it comes like that, when those times when you're, when it, no, he, geez, there's a guy that just came up behind a traffic Robert cop on a Segway. It looked like he was cop. trying to cut off the interview. <laughs> yeah. It was, was that a cop? Yeah, it was a cop. That was weird. He was, he's a wonderful man. And it was, um, it was, it was a great time to, uh, to go out, have dinner, enjoy part of a show. And uh, yeah, now it's back to work. We're here in DC. Okay. And focusing nope. on- So is that, is that date life, is that over with him? Because of some papers like, cause he, he had a drag bar or his-, his Yeah, no, nothing, or nothing to do with anything anybody reported, but okay. honestly, he's a private citizen. And um, uh, you know, we, we have peacefully parted at this time. Uh, great man, great friend. And I wish him all the best. Well, I'm sure she uh, peacefully parted uh, after the date that night. Look how hot she looked in that sweater. Oh, they walked. Yeah, I know. They walked away holding hands. I noticed that. That guy is an F buddy, is, is what it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what her divorce was like, but this, she, she, yeah. this chick, let's put her All back. future date. Sorry. So and this that is, is adorable. That girl is, is hot. All right. That's, she's hot. That's, That's a sexy chick right there. Yeah. And look at that smile. I know. And she, right. And she's like, answering TMZ. I kind of like that. I have to be honest. Right. She's owning up to it. And we're looking at her and we're going, yeah, she's all right. But we also know in our logical brains that she's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And that she's going to make anybody's life miserable who gets to grope them breast in, uh, in the Beetlejuice show. And that guy, I bet she sat him down and told him he's not to say a word about what happened. And she laid in if she if he wants to have a little bit of that action going on again, mm-hmm. he's not going to say a word. This is this woman is trouble right here. Like she's she's like um, gosh, she's she's well, she's originally from Florida. Yeah, she's uh, a redneck. I know this type of girl. I'm from Florida. <laughs> yeah, this is a redneck. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is a good time party girl. Absolutely, she's, dude. She's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, good time. Yep. And she's yeah. going to start getting loud after a couple drinks. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. Going to, going to get just... loud. One drink too many. You guys are going to be like three or four. You're going to be carrying her out of there. 
Uh, be like, come on, Lauren, right. Lauren, we gotta yeah. go, we gotta He's, go. You're gonna right. get us all killed. You're gonna put up with it or not? And, and yeah. uh, I say, don't. I say, run away from it. Just like I say, run away from Britney Spears. Who, yeah. when I was in high school, I would have said otherwise. But Britney Spears has gone batshit crazy. So Britney Spears divorced her husband recently, uh. and then like the next day after the papers were filed, so Britney Spears has like 40 million followers on Instagram, right? So that's like people's worst fear. Is your ex right after you break up starts posting photos with other guys on their Instagram. But most people's exes only have maybe a couple hundred, if that, followers on Instagram. Britney Spears, 40 million plus followers. And right after the divorce, she is posting photos of her in, in a swimming pool with what she described as a sexy group of guys, like five guys just picking her up in a swimming pool to the point where her her ex-husband unfollowed her on Instagram. Obviously you're going to unfollow her. I love that her. this is being reported on that. Someone has to sit there and write that adults are unfollowing one another. This is yes, yeah, big, big story. Breaking news. This experiment deserves to end, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. When that's breaking news. All right. I got one more uh, story and then, uh, We'll go to the XR. We'll do a quick Sweet. XR. And um, what we're going to do in the DMB XR, the subscriber-only portion of the show, is there was this study that came out about how AI is more creative than people. And I read through the study. And what they did is they did an improv game. With They don't realize it was an improv game, but that's what they did with people and then with AI. And they wanted to see which one was better at it. And I think you'll be interested in this little experiment. That I'll take so an AI on. Yeah, I know. I want to see if you want to do the experiment. We can pull up chat GTP right. as well. So we're going to do that in DMB XR. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today. You can find my website at propagandafight.com. I'm at Freedom Act Radio on Twitter, youtube.com slash Brad Binkley on YouTube, and rumble.com slash the prop report. Ian, where can everybody find you if they if you want them to find you? Uh, really not, not anywhere, not anywhere right now. What's your address and social? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing really going on. You can find me here. I'm, I'm hanging out with Brad a lot these days. So find me here. Um, you know, uh, Hollywood's on strike, but I struck first. Hell yeah. Ian's modest. Ian's a movie star and he is, uh, yeah, he struck first too. So uh, we got a redneck or uh, Redonda rocket says he doesn't trust anyone with such white teeth. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. So this last story is there. There's a Walmart in Vines. You ever been to Vine City in Atlanta, Ian? I have. Yeah. So that that is there's some wild places. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most violent city oh, in Atlanta. Like there's a there's a movie about. I think it's called The Bluff or something like that. Well, there was a a Walmart in Vine City. It, I've actually done studies, or not studies, stories before about how you're taking your life in your own hands when you go in Walmart because dangerous things happen mm -hmm. in Walmarts. And that could never be more true over the past few years as billions of dollars have been lost in thefts in Walmarts because of some of the policies in San Francisco and just the, the crime that happens that is not being – there's nobody policing any of the crime. And so this Walmart in Atlanta was set on fire. Because the thieves were trying to distract from their thieving. And they set a, a pair of men's boxers on fire in the back of this Walmart in Vine City. And everybody goes running out. And you can see all the people running, pushing their carts of stolen shit out. And 
that was like the fourth time that had happened in Atlanta because that's what we do in, in Atlanta at Walmart's is we burn them down so we don't get caught stealing uh, televisions and stuff. Except this Walmart, it, it got a little too burned to stay open. And the other stayed open, but this one now is going to be reopened again because they're going to be trying something new. They're reopening this Walmart in Vine City in May of 2024, and it's going to have inside of it a police station. Be a full-fledged police station because of the theft that goes on at Walmarts. I'm, I'm going to become a cop. I'm going right? to become a cop, and I'm going to become a detective that works in that Walmart. Dude, it's like a legitimate police working station that they're building. It's not like a security cop. It's like, and I've been to this Walmart. So if I make it out of the Walmart, I go, I crossed the line, copper. I'm out of your jurisdiction. Yeah, it's like getting to Mexico. You're out. Yeah. I wonder if maybe it should be a fire department because what are they going to do? Shoot the fires that they start in the back of the, the Walmart when they're trying to steal stuff? Mm. We need a fire department there. We probably need an EMT there, maybe a, a probation officer. We need but a the, mayor. We're going to need a mayor of this we're Walmart. Need a mayor of Walmart. <laughs> The mayor of Atlanta said that that Walmart's going to be getting $1.5 million in this initiative. And and this is part of an initiative to expand fresh grocery access to low-income communities, you know, because they burned the Walmart down, some people, not everybody in the community. But like I said, Walmart loses $3 billion annually in uh, uh, these incidents like this. And the mayor also said, you're thinking about going into this Walmart to do some shoplifting or a robbery or whatever. You see uh, Atlanta Police Department logo and you say, ah, not today. He told this to the community. I don't know if it's going to work out the way that he hopes. I don't think it's going to work out the way he hopes. It's not like there's not cops in Vine City, you know. It's just that they're all shopping at Walmart. I just, what I'm really imagining is in the middle of the Walmart, there's these frosted glass doors Right. And they've got the logo on there and you open it up and inside it's another world and they're typing and they're filling out police reports and the whole soundscape completely changes once you're inside the police station, which is inside the Walmart. Right. right? Yeah. And you can be inside the prison, which is inside the police station, which is inside the Walmart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, they need they really want to be effective. They need. The, the instead of hiring people to stock shelves, they need to pay prisoners. They need to put them in a chain gang, and they need to stock shelves for thirty cents or, or like three cents an hour in a chain gang. <laughs> or work the registers. Everybody's in a chain gang who works there, or uh, like have somebody literally behind bars getting butt raped in the Walmart, and people will think twice about stealing a thirty-inch TV. Yeah, yeah, good point. What do you even steal at Walmart? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to steal. But what happened in Atlanta for a little while during the Summer of Love was the there, there's these two malls. There's, there's Phipps Plaza and, and there's Lenox Mall, which are in Buckhead, which used to be really nice high-end malls. And there still are nice, I guess, but ever since the pandemic and the Summer of Love, what, what happened is all these people, they would organize around hashtags on Twitter and they would flash mob and flash rob Linux. And all of these people would go into Linux at once, hundreds of them, and they would steal like Air Jordans. They all stole tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. I remember well, that stuff. Yeah, just running through. And you can't stop them all. You just look as they run by with product. 
What like yeah. what? So what? Like that's the crime you're committing. You're you're saying I see the hashtag. There's going to be dozens of cars circling Linux, and we're all going to get out. We're going to ambush the Nike store, and we're getting them Jordans or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is what you're willing to risk it all for, is the tennis shoes. Uh, they're kids, and they think this is fun. I mean. I used to toilet paper houses. That's what we would do. I mean, we did that when we were adults. You're not supposed to talk about that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it could ruin several people's lives. Yeah, there's a lot of people we have compromised because we yeah. did that. I, I do wonder, like, I like roll it, toilet papering people's houses as a kid was so much fun. So, much but fun. now you can't because you have ring cameras everywhere. It's really, it's really sad how under surveillance everything is. I mean, you, you've seen the uh, the cameras in London for the uh, emissions free zones. No. Okay, this is creepy. So in London, in these different areas, they're they're putting up these cameras. If you have a, a car that's like older than 2016, as soon as you enter one of these areas and start operating your vehicle, they charge you like 15 bucks. If your car's older, they want you to have the smart cars. Yeah. Yeah, they're pushing us because they got to keep China happy. So we got to buy electric cars. Dude, that's nuts, dude. Got to keep China happy. Yeah, they they want everybody on the grid. Uh, So I was looking at some of the weirdest crimes that had happened in Walmart. And there's one crime where this guy was running around naked in the Walmart and then he threw a cup of semen on somebody. (laughs) <laughs> okay can you imagine that you're just trying to shop for something and some random naked guy throws a cup of semen on you it's like the least thing you know you i'm not gonna lie I, i've been a as a younger man i was very impulsive but that a, a thought that impulsive never crossed my mind. <laughs> that's 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 really it's it's, it's it's well that's a preparation i don't think that's impulsive though because you have to have you have to like bring the cup of semen take your clothes off and pick your targets. See, I think it happened. See, I don't know. I think it happened. It was like spur of the moment. He's like, I'm going to do this. Oh, I got to get rid of this somewhere. And then he's got this cup of semen. He's like, I can't hold on to this. He's uh, right, trying so, to yeah. find some place to get rid of it. He's got to pick and choose. Yeah. What, uh, I can't get dressed until I get rid of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's always fun to look at stuff like that. So oh, I love uh, it. Uh, when you, I think this is the wrong one. A nude sock thief, a guy, he... Uh, he was strolling in Walmart, and he stripped his clothes off in the parking lot before entering. Yeah, you always got to take your clothes off before you go in. And then another one is guy was naked, and he was uh, apparently doing some meth. The whole football team apparently tackled a shoplifter at one point. There's the semen attack I was talking about. Somebody was super glued to a toilet in a Walmart one time. He went and sat down in that back, and they ended up sitting there for a while. And he had shaken baking method. In 2012, a man was arrested for allegedly attempting to make methamphetamines in a Walmart in Ohio. He caught the eye of security after they allegedly spotted him putting items in his shopping cart that are commonly used to cook meth. Uh, But did he cook the meth, though? Well, he looks like he probably did. The underground meth lab at a Walmart. This was uh, an underground meth lab found at a Walmart parking lot in Amherst in a fish murder. In 2017, four people walked into a Walmart in Texas with... Nefarious intent is believed that they poured bleach into a Walmart fish tank, killing $1,000 worth of fish. You can buy fish at Walmart? I had no idea. Yeah, in the pet Hmm. section. 
Yeah, I didn't realize that. All right, we're going to go to the Drive Time News Blast XR after that. Uh, I, I, I encourage everybody to go read about the craziest things that have happened at Walmart because... And then try to see if you can top it. Yeah, we want to get more stories like that. Absolutely. And watch your back if you're at the uh, self-checkout aisle after midnight. It's a dangerous place to be. If you want to get access to the DMB XR subscribe only portion of the show, patreon.com slash propaganda report. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for all the activity in the chats. We'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.